Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Angelo Magnone. He runs Made Men Promotions, which will be having an event Saturday, February 3rd, 2024 at the Paracase Springs Convention Center in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. Today's episode is really to promote that specific event. We got a lot of great local talent in Kentucky and people really coming from across the country to fight on that card. I really appreciate Angelo coming on the show. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, we are joined by Angelo Magnone. Angelo is a first-time guest. Really appreciate him coming on the show today. Angelo, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Uh, doing very well. Really appreciate you coming on. Of course, the Kelly Patrick Show is based in Louisville, Kentucky. Originally, when I started it in 2017, it was mostly uh, a Kentucky-based combat sports show, and I still do cover, you know, especially like MMA within the state and things like that. But of course, I venture out into all sorts of different topics now. Um, but I really appreciate you coming on, Angelo. If it's all right. If someone's listening, of course, you have an event coming up in Kentucky, February 3rd, that we do want to promote. Um, could you introduce yourself, Angelo, to the Kelly Patrick Show audience? Who are you? What brought you into the world of combat sports? What brought you into the world of promoting MMA shows? Uh, all that fun stuff. Yes, sir. I'm Angelo Magnone, promoter, Made Men Promotions. Uh, been promoting since 2013. I got into fighting after I finished college football kind of by fluke. And then when I started fighting, I had a promoter show me how to promote a show, started promoting and fighting. Next thing I know, I was tired of fighting. I was like, I'm just going to promote. And I was doing all boxing at the time. And then uh, 
as years went on, I just discovered MMA and kind of just wanted to get more focused with MMA ever since um, we made our and we had our first MMA show in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at a real nice venue. Uh, we were able to keep doing steady shows before COVID and then after COVID fell off, we were able to pick back up. Um, I was able to meet another matchmaker uh, in Kentucky who's does a real good job for our Kentucky shows. And um, that's what's, that's what brought us to Louisville. And that's what uh, we hope to stick around Louisville for, you know, a while to, you know, have a steady, steady uh, amount of shows every year to help fighters stay active. And um, we just hope to keep staying busy. Did you say you played college football? Is that what I heard? Yep. Cool. Where, where at? Bowling Green. Bowling Green State in Ohio. Everybody asks if it's Kentucky, too, which is funny. Every time I say Bowling Green, they say, is that in Kentucky? What, what position were you? I was defensive line, defensive end. Okay. How big are you? When you played, how big were you? When I played, I was about 250, 255. Right now, I'm like 210, 205, 210. Okay. Um, and how many years did you play for Bowling Green? Uh, four. I redshirted and then played four years. I was there from 06 to 10. Um, I played football in a football crazy town in Ohio called Steubenville, Ohio, which a lot of people have heard of if they follow high school football. Um and yeah, I went to Bowling Green. After that, I was done. I knew I couldn't try out for nothing else. My body was ready to be hung up. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Is there a, a in particular, a certain Bowling Green football player who went on to play in the NFL that would kind of resonate with anyone listening? Um, Somebody that everybody would know. I mean, there's a few that played, but somebody everybody would but no, I don't think. I mean, okay, so it, it, Antonio funny. Gates was somewhere else. I think he was Kent State. Uh, he was Kent State. Okay, yep. yeah. Okay. Uh, he played in, yeah, him. Antonio Brown was Central Michigan. Played a lot of big, big names. We never really had a big NFL, you know, franchise name come through. Okay. Um, so after after college, you said you got into combat sports. You fought. What did you fight? Yep. What did you fight? Well, uh, well. We, Time went by and I was starting to miss competing despite knowing my body really wasn't ready. And uh, I got this letter in on Facebook from a guy in California. They were doing like a heavyweight factory in L.A. They were trying to turn the next uh, former Division One athlete into the next uh, heavyweight Olympian. And uh, I got this letter to go try and I just thought it'd be cool to go try out. I was going to get paid free room and board in California just to learn how to box and compete. And I, I wasn't doing anything else. And I was like, I might as well give it a shot. I mean, my body's beat up, but boxing's not as physical as football, I guess. And I went out there, ended up making it. And then when I got hurt and they sent me back home, a local promoter from years before was like, you know, if we do shows with you fighting, you're a former state champ, former football player in the town, making your your debut, like we could do a show. He kind of showed me the ropes, how to promote, and I fought a few more times on my own show, and then I quit fighting and just kept promoting. I'm looking at your box rack, actually. It says you're from Steubenville, West Virginia? <laughs> That's a mess up on there. It's Steubenville, Ohio. Uh, I was raised in Weirton, West Virginia, and I lived in Steubenville, Ohio, majority of my – I mean, I moved – I transferred to the high school to play football in Steubenville, Ohio, as a as a freshman, and I was in Steubenville ever since. Okay, so you, you started out promoting boxing events. Yep. Um, 
what, what, what can you say about your time promoting boxing events and what prompted you specifically prompted you to switch over from boxing to MMA? Um, well, boxing, I was moving a lot of fighters. I, you know, had contracts with guys on and off and, um, I was just real active in the local boxing scene and, you know, got to a point where we were active enough doing a, a lot of shows, a lot more shows than any other promoter. And, uh, you know, things were just going pretty good with it. And after a few fighters didn't really pan out and after we, uh, didn't really want to keep investing in boxing. We found an MMA show and then we were doing both for a little bit. And as, as we kept doing both boxing, just kind of got harder and harder to get harder and harder to do where MMA is e only easier. Cause there's more fighters, there's more demand for it. And it was just more of like a, I'd rather stick with MMA because boxing is only getting tougher to do in the last couple of years. Uh, I've only done boxing in Texas the last couple of years. I did two shows last year. I did a Cinco de Mayo show down here in near Dallas. And uh, even that was, you know, it was good to do, but it was still like, do I even want to keep messing with the boxing? Okay. So you started promoting MMA shows and you, that has turned into the kind of your niche. Is that accurate? Yeah. I'd say we do. Uh, we're trying to be, as busy with MMA as we've been with anything before. Uh, we have a couple shows these upcoming months. We have three shows next month, three in March. We're just trying to stay busy with it with, uh, there's so many amateurs trying to get to the next level. And then there's so many pros that need fights and there's just only so many promoters in every area. So we're just trying to go places where nobody's really too active and where there's a lot of fighters who, you know, there's enough fighters for everybody to put shows on. I'm looking at the Made Men Promotions MMA page on Tapology. Is that a pretty good resource to look at, like, the events? And is that kind of a, a good way to see what's going on? Yeah, you could see all the fights we ever had on there, all the upcoming fights, shows that uh, were scheduled and ended up not happening. They have everything on there for uh, with Tapology. Fighter profiles, where they're from, where the shows were that we did, you know, and Okay, I'm looking at the poster here, kind of cool, on the, the, uh, the main page for the event, which is Saturday, February 3rd, 2024. My buddy Todd Pickett is one of the guys on the main poster. He's an amateur fighter, um, but he's a, he's a beast. So there's a lot of really good fighters, especially from a local, if you're uh, familiar with the Kentucky MMA scene, it looks like a great card on Saturday, February 3rd, 2024. How does that work? How do you and Brandon Hardrock Higdon coordinate to make an event happen? Well, uh, Hardrock has been matching. He promoted for a long time, and now he's just been focused on matchmaking his last few years, and we just kind of met on social media. You know, I've seen him making matches for all these shows. He was, he was B2's matchmaker. I've seen B2 doing a lot of shows, and I was trying to get him to help me while he was helping B2, you know, in areas where we weren't conflicting at all. And uh, he was always just too busy. So um, whenever his schedule opened up, we um, started doing shows together. And, you know, uh, Louisville's Watt was wide open. We started doing there. And he's uh, he just makes the matches. And as a promoter, we just try to sell the tickets. Uh, we try to sell the tickets and just try to and have to organize the event, you know, on top of it. We just do that from town to city to city. Very cool. Now, Angelo, your name suggests maybe your family is Italian. Is that right? Yep. 
Is that why you named it Made Men Promotions? Kind of like a mafia type tie into the MMA and Angelo and all that fun stuff. Is that where that came from? Yeah, I think I think so because we were just um, at the time trying to think of a name. I was fighting and I was trying to think of a cool name that nobody had, and we were saying that Made Man would be a cool name, even though nobody knows what it is. Mm-hmm. All the Italians know what it is, and I mean, a lot you knew what it was, but there's a lot of people who don't. But uh, we just thought it sounded cool anyway, and then put a little logo with a fighter looking with mafia type uh, appeal to him, and we just thought it was cool because boxing's kind of known for that. Old sure. school. So that, know, that's the under, same uh, same name for the boxing promotion is also Made Men. Yeah. Yep. Made Men Promotions is uh, they do all combat sports. Okay. So if I'm looking at this tapology, does tapology show boxing events now? They do. They do show some. I was confused by it actually because I saw some fighters with their uh, yeah boxing matches on there. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's a constantly growing the the world of of combat sports is constantly kind of growing and the shapes of it is shifting constantly. And I think it's cool. I don't mind seeing the crossover between even pro wrestling and like MMA. I'm not saying that, you know, you combine them obviously, but, but um, that side of things is certainly good for marketing. And I know Brandon Hard Rock Higdon, of course, has a background in, in not only amateur MMA. Did you know Hard Rock is two and O as an amateur MMA fighter himself? Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. He also was a, a semi-pro wrestler, so he's spent a lot of time in there uh, with the entertainment thing. I think that's a very cool angle to it. I didn't know the wrestler part, but I knew the MMA. I got to send you a picture. He dressed up as a, looked like a very feminine, like a, a pink boa. A very funny picture of a character that he played when he was doing the, the pro wrestling thing. So I'll send you that to you. Yeah. Sure. Well, Angelo, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, I think it's great what you're doing to promote, uh, you know, events across the country. Hopefully, it, they are, as you said, continuing to grow. Um, what 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 does the future look like for a promotion like Made Men? I mean, it's kind of hard to say. It's so volatile. Fighters come and go, and then you got other promos trying to come and do shows all the time. And I mean, it's just you hope to just be steady for as many years as possible, but you just, you know, as far as the long term, you just hope to stay busy and have a steady schedule for the years to come, get established in several different spots. Sometimes the lowest of level amateur MMA fights have provided me with my most entertaining, like I did commentary for years. I think I did commentary for MMA from 2014 through 2020 and sitting cage side, Sitting cage side, I got to see, I know this is horrible, but I was there when a fighter passed away here in Louisville in 2017. Um, I've seen some crazy shit happen. I saw, I guess I saw one amateur MMA fighter walk into the cage. The fight started and then he quit right after the bell rang. He just said, I'm done and he quit. I guess anxiety or something. I've seen some weird stuff with refs accidentally stopping the action and then saying, oh, fuck, I screwed up, and kind of starting it back up, and, you know, kind of just all sorts of messy things. Do do any crazy stories come to mind when it comes to local or regional MMA that would make for a, a fun podcast story? Um, Nothing I could think of, nothing too dramatic. Um, that really thing. But the point you made about the lower level being the most, that's what I try to tell people, because they'll talk about the ticket prices being expensive. 
and they never heard of any of the fighters. And I always use an example that a lot of the fighters they've heard of now in the UFC, they didn't hear about them 10, 15 fights ago either, but they were probably fun to watch and oh, local, yeah. on the local scene. And uh, that's what I try to imply to people that they're getting, they're going to get good fighters or good competition either way, whether they heard of the guys or not. And uh, that's just what we're trying to keep selling and keep getting established doing when we go to new places. Looking across this card, um, specifically that February 3rd card, which will be in not Louisville, but Shepherdsville, Kentucky, which is basically Louisville, Kentucky, right south of Louisville. Um, Justin Thompson, Daniel Kilburn, Ethan Riley, Todd Pickett, Bryant Haynes, uh, Travis Hudson, Andrew Temple. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if one or more of the names that I just mentioned end up on a bigger Possibly the UFC at some point. I mean, that, that Andrew Temple guy is a beast. A lot of these guys, uh, you know, I know you are you don't get to focus specifically on the Kentucky scene as much as I do, but there's some very exciting fighters on that card, and I think it's great. What do you think makes it easier to get people to fight for an MMA promotion than, than a boxing promotion? Is that what I heard you say earlier? Is it the fact that anyone who wrestled in high school, you know, could... Uh, Train a little, put it together, and get in there? Or what is it? There's just so many more fighters, so many more gyms. Uh, for boxing, they're, they're spread out. You you know, you, a lot of times you got to fly people in. And, uh, the way boxing works, there's fighters in boxing who who fight to lose half of the – you know, they're pretty much fighting. They know they're going to lose, but they, they know what they're worth. So, you know, they're, if they want – if you want them to come fight your guy to lose the fight, you got to pay them three grand, 3500 to get a fight with them versus it, you can get an MMA fight you can get two locals to fight each other for a fraction of that because there's so many fighters. There's so many, uh, so many people ready to go to where, you know, it's, you just have so many options to put a card together. Boxing, way less boxers. Uh, it's way more political overall as far as um, records and stuff are concerned. Like with MMA, everybody, everyone's, uh, you can't really find a tune-up in MMA. You know, I've never heard somebody say, I need a tune-up fight in MMA, because every fight is losable. Boxing, not every fight's losable. There's fights where people, everybody knows they're not going to lose. Like, it's just the way it is, and then they cost a lot more. Overall, the, the fighters, every time they come in, it costs a lot more because there's not as many opportunities for them. If there was that many, they wouldn't. You know, obviously, they wouldn't, wouldn't want as much money as they're getting. So, okay. If someone's listening and they want to learn more about Made Men Promotions, how can they follow you on social media? What would you suggest they do to support local, regional MMA at the Made Men uh, uh, Promotions level? How, how can they support that and follow your promotion? You can follow us Facebook, Made Men Promotions, Instagram, Twitter, all of them were Made Men Promos. Uh, our website, mademenpromos.com, keeps you in the loop with everything. You can contact us anytime with questions about any events or questions about really anything you want. You can inbox us on Facebook just about any time, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll respond to you, and, you know, we're happy to hear, hear from anybody trying to reach out to learn anything about it. I love it. Angelo, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you coming on. Yes, sir. Thank you. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Kelly Patrick Show. Of course, we will have another episode out soon.